Hey everybody, welcome to the Irregular Search for Truth. I'm Scott. I'm Sachin. And here we go again. Here we go again. So uh, I've got I've got a sort of a story to start out with. Right out of the bat. Just, All right, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Just a just a quick little story. Um, I went to uh, meet my girlfriend at the grocery store the other day. This was last week. Uh, I get out of my building. I live in the Tenderloin in San Francisco, which I wouldn't say is uh, I wouldn't call it a bad neighborhood but it's not necessarily what you would call a nice neighborhood you know it's uh it's got its share of issues but uh so so there are always you know there are always lots of police cars and, and fire trucks and ambulances roaming around and, and whatever but this was the first time i had ever seen uh plain clothes police officers uh busting someone so i crossed the street just outside my building and there's this sort of like scuffle going on and I noticed that the, there are these cars that are totally unmarked that are just sort of like hanging on the corner of the road. And, uh, and they've, but the only distinguishing feature about them is they have these huge antennas on the back. Ah. And, uh, and you know, like I, it's just sort of weird but I cross the street and I'm, I have to go right past them. So I walk right past them and I see that uh, there are these guys just in like t-shirts and shirts, like busting a guy and putting him in handcuffs and then they take him and put him in the, in the back of that car. I was like, well, that's weird. I walk onto the grocery store and, you know, there there happens to be some more like police activity going on a little bit more down the road. Uh, I go get some groceries, uh, meet my girlfriend and we're walking back and I'm telling her this on the way. I'm like, man, there was a lot of police activity and and I saw some guys um, doing uh, doing like a plain clothes bust on, on, uh, on a dude and, and she was like, well, that's weird. And uh, we're crossing the street to get back to our building, like we're just half block away. And uh, and I I make eye contact with this woman dressed in like a pink jumpsuit kind of thing, like not maybe not a jumpsuit, like what do you like, like a tracksuit? Like a tracksuit, a, a bright pink tracksuit. And uh, and she's wearing. She's wearing sunglasses, but I can tell she looked right at me because, like, we had we made like brief moment of eye contact, and she kind of like smiled. Yeah. But like, it was kind of like, oh, I didn't, I, <laughs> I didn't want to make eye contact with her, really. But whatever. Uh, uh, she was kind of like an older, trying to look younger looking lady, you know? Okay. Um, like maybe in her mid forties or or thereabouts, but sort of with you know some rough years on her. <laughs> um. <laughs> and so, uh, and and she's wearing this weird outfit, and so she's a bit in front of us as we're crossing the street, and she meets these two guys, and they're walking down the street in front of us, uh, and and I would say we get to our door of our building, and all of a sudden a car screeches up and pulls onto the sidewalk. Oh my god. And, and my girlfriend points out to me, she's like, whoa, you almost hit the, like, killed those guys. I look over, and these guys all jump out of the car, and they grab the two guys that, like, one guy took off across the street, but they got, another car got him, and they grabbed the two guys that were talking to this lady. And, uh, and they put them in, like, handcuffs, and I realized, oh, it's like a sting operation, you know? And, uh, and they don't bust the lady in the pink. Mm. Which and so uh, Emily, my girlfriend, and I go up to our uh, up to our apartment, and we look out um, out the window onto the street, and there she is on the other side of the street, uh, just sort of like 
standing awkwardly as the situation gets cleared up and it's sort of like okay either she's a a police officer right or she's like an informant yeah or or they they just got enough evidence to incriminate the guys and not her in what and and we're like okay it's either prostitution or a drug deal yeah you know i can i couldn't think of any other options that it that it could be but it was like she was dressed weirdly enough that it could be prostitution but at the same time it was like there are plenty of prostitutes in my neighborhood and none of them wear tracksuits she was very coordinated yeah well (laughs) the prostitutes are coordinated in their own way um but i think the thing was that no female prostitutes wear pants that's a you know, uh, I I can't really profess to have an opinion on this. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd share. But I think you. I mean, it, that does seem right. No. Like based on the like the pictures I've seen on like you know like shows or like even the internet, and I have driven through the Tenderloin a couple of times. <laughs> You've never gotten out of your car. <laughs> well, it's kind of right on the way. Like when you take um, Hyde or no Larkin. Right. Well, if you get off the highway, it's perfect for going up that. And Larkin's timed. Yeah. So and then I've driven and once I I think it was pretty late it might have been like one in the morning and I'd never actually seen a woman of the night as it were. You never really? No. Oh, they're all over the place. Well now I have. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but before I had done that I was like you know I'd always like kind of heard of it and like oh. you know you see it on TV or like hear about it in the stories or like the paper or whatever but I'd never actually seen one. Okay. And as it turns out, I don't know if this actually was a, a woman of the night. Oh, no, yeah, it's, it's a dude. <laughs> it was I would a, say half the women of the night are dudes. Right, That's right, not... so it was a fella of the night. But yeah. but it looked like a woman, and she, he, it, them were not wearing pants. They were wearing skirts or something right, like yeah. that. A mini skirt, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That's exciting. Well, it was interesting that I saw it was like on the way to the grocery store they bust a guy. And on the way back from the girls, right. it was like it was just one day of like heavy vice squad action or something like that. And then I was like, I mean, of all the bad stuff that's going on in my neighborhood, I really think the the dudes who are just sort of randomly trying to pick up a prostitute is not on the worst end of it. Like, there's a lot of drugs and there's a lot of like just sort of like bad treatment of people by one another uh, going on there. Well, you know, that's, a, that's an interesting point because it's like, you know, I think they, in the, on the last ballot, they had that uh, initiative to possibly decriminalize or I guess decriminalize is kind of a, a loaded word mm-hmm. or it's a kind of like a word that means a lot of different things, but does it just mean make legal? Well, see, that's the thing. Does it make it mean, does it mean make not legal or make legal or does it mean to not enforce it? But they mm-hmm. had a measure that would say that the police department was not allowed to enforce prostitution laws or not allowed to spend money on the enforcement of Hmm. so in other words this thing where like probably had a special police officer go out there and like look for this and bust people they would not be allowed to do that but you know if you happen to be standing there and then like this you know this this stuff was clearly happening it's like all right dude then you could bust i gotta take you in now you know it's like the same thing with decriminalizing marijuana maybe you know, it's still illegal, but dude, you don't do it in front of me. I don't do it in front of you. You do it in your apartment. I don't care. Right. But if you're on the street and you're selling it, you know, and you try to sell it to me, then I, and I'm a police officer. I'm going to have to bust you. I'm sorry. Right, right. You know, I'm, it's just like, I can't do anything about this. Hey, know? officer, 
You need something to help you through your day. Oh yeah, like a Coke it's, or like a... It's a long day, isn't it? Maybe, maybe a coffee, uh, double espresso or something like that. Or some weed. Okay, yeah, uh, <laughs> we're going to have to go downtown now. <laughs> I was trying to help you out, man, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I guess they kind of like uh, what is... And then you hear about people discussing what is the vice in uh, prostitution at all. You know, well, I think in a lot of cases, there's definitely, I mean, there's definitely, you know, a sex trade and, and yeah, all that. Yeah, That's like yeah, yeah, yeah. slavery and whatnot. And I, I don't know. I mean, like, to be honest, like, you see the people who are prostituting themselves and they are not healthy people. No. They're, I mean, but maybe like the, you know, you remember hearing about that Heidi Fleiss, the Hollywood prostitute? She had sort of a business going. Yeah, yeah. That was like... I don't know. I mean, she made a living, you know, that was that was a lot of money, which makes it sound weird. Now it's like, oh, well, if you can make a lot of money, then it's OK. But but I don't I don't agree with that. I think I mean, I think there's something. Well, well we might actually be getting at something here. Is there a uh, is there a, a, a moral element to to sex or is it just a, a commodity like food? Well, you know, it's like this, the, the difference between the high Fleiss thing and these people maybe in the Tenderloin, it's like almost a, an act of desperation. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like Heidi, Heidi Fleiss probably, you know, after she had her landed her first whatever 20 people and she charged like <laughs> $10,000 for it or whatever it was to like celebrities, you know, it's like, I don't, do you really need to be doing this anymore? Right. You right. know, but it's like now you're making a ton of money and yeah, why not, right? You're making tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. But these people down in, I mean, I don't know, like, again, I don't know anything about it, but I, I can only imagine that they are not really faced a lot of options. No, that's true. That's true. You know, and it's, I think that's kind of like the issue with uh, with the whole practice in general, you know? It's like, yeah, maybe there's not better things going on. I mean, there's better things to bust down there, but it kind of, like, feeds out of that sort of, like, culture. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, these people are so desperate, and then people are abusing other people. You know, and then attract certain people, right? Like right, the kind of right. people that sort are going to go. Predatory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And these people, you know, maybe when they're done doing their thing, they're going to go and get, you know, get high, you know, or like what, <laughs> whatever. Was that people, the word high? High. I don't know. <laughs> okay. It's just like I, it's, when you say I'm going to get high, that sounds so silly to me. I don't know if people actually say that anymore, but. No. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something you do in the 80s. I'm going to go get high now. Mm. I'm gonna go meet some ladies of the night, and then I'm gonna go get high. <laughs> but maybe they will do that. I don't know, you know. But yeah, I think that's the. Uh, I've heard a lot of people make the argument against, like, you know, making. Oh, it's you know, it's the old profession, and women. It's like women's rights almost, you know, and like mm. it should be okay. And if it's if it's if it's regulated, then it'll be more safe and things like that. Mm. And I mean. That might be true, like, and you always talk about, people talk about Amsterdam all the time. Mm. And, you know, maybe maybe people in the United States are very puritanical, you know, and there is a sort of, like, moral line that people think they're, you know, they, they act like they're on one side of it, but in reality, we're really not, we're on that other side. Mm-hmm. But it just seems like to say, oh, we should decriminalize it, or they're just trying to make a living, or they're just trying to get by. It's hard to say that, you know. Right, right. I mean, you can't be like, well, leave them alone. They're just doing their thing. It's like, yeah, but, you know, at the same time, who wants to have, like, people hanging around their neighborhood doing this kind of stuff, you know? That's true. That's true. 
Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a street cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of street cleaning are you talking about? Uh, I'm not going to get it. <laughs> no, not what you're thinking. It sounds like you had a street cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that was a vice squad. Um, anywho. Boom! Uh, it's back. It's what? back. <laughs> what do you got for us today? Uh, I was thinking about, um, actually, similar to crimes, you know, okay. um, have you heard about this guy, uh, the Nazi? Oh, yeah, Demjanuk or something yeah, like that? Yeah, but I think they like, pronounce Demjanuk? Like, yeah, exactly, like Demjanuk or something like Demjanuk. that. Demjanuk. And, uh, you know, he was this accused uh, former Nazi guard right. who, like, moved to the United States, became an auto worker, you know, worked in Ohio, I think it was, yeah, for yeah. like 20 or 30 years, for a long time, you know, has a family and everything. I mean, if you looked at him, you like read his biography before he came to the United, or after he came to the United States, you'd be like, oh, this guy is like straight up good American, you know, like, mm-hmm. I mean, quality, like doing his thing, you know, solid working, blue collar kind of values, you know, blue collar state, mm-hmm. doing that kind of stuff. And then, you know, it's like, and it sounds like he's like fairly old now too. Like he's 89. 89, that yeah. is old, yeah, that right? Is old. And I mean, yeah, World War II was a long time ago at this point. It was. It was. <laughs> it was. So, you know, I mean, that, is there some sort of grace period on that? You know what I mean? Because the thing is, this is not prostitution, right? This is like thousands this is, of yeah, lives. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, almost unforgivable crimes. I mean, I don't know if he did it at all. You know, and like, right. you know, whether he did them or not, I don't know. I mean, in this country, you're innocent until proven guilty. So let's just say he's a, you know... The yeah. suspect, but yeah, that is quite um, a big deal, you know. And like, you know, sometimes you might think, well, dude, the guy did it when he was young. It was sixty years ago, <laughs> and you know, if it was like he robbed a car or he stole a car, robbed somebody, even at like gunpoint, didn't kill them, you know. But whatever, right, it's like, dude, right. the guy made a mistake. You know, he came up in really bad times. He hung around the wrong people, got caught up in some stuff. Let's just let it go, because the guy's eighty nine. Mm-hmm. But, on the other hand, he murdered, or was, was partially responsible for, the murder of literally tens of thousands of people. Yeah, yeah. You know, that line is very crazy. Yeah. Like, not blurry or anything. It's just kind of like, no, you did it. And at the time, that crime was so heinous that there was no amount of time that anybody would ever give you to be like, hey, dude, that's cool. You know what? I'm, you probably feel bad about it. So, we're cool. Yeah, you know? yeah. That's a tough one. I mean, because, yeah, I and I, I guess my my feeling is that, you know, you have to. Uh, if there's enough evidence to try somebody, you got to try them, and it doesn't matter how old they are. You know, it's like at some point you have to you have to pay your debt, and it might be the fact the case that you know psychologically he has been been suffering. You yeah, know, in yeah. his own prison. For years and years, but uh, but because we can never know what's going on in someone else's head, you can never know if they're you know actually repentant or or whatever. You just sort of have to go on your best guess. And we've got to also have some you know physical punishment in terms of going to prison or or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And and I don't know I don't know the details of the case. It it uh, it sounds now like maybe he was a bigger deal than I thought he was at first. Like I. At first, I thought he was just sort of like a you know grunt soldier kind of guy, and it's like, well, you don't expect you know private what's his name to 
to be responsible for well i mean compared to like much less of a bad thing but still a very bad thing was like the abu Ghraib right situation and those were all you know bad or uh they all those all those guards did really bad stuff to the prisoners there fortunately they didn't kill anybody but uh but and there you have this situation where they might not have they might not have been acting under orders they may have been but they might not have been you know yeah and and uh i mean where the thing is where you have the holocaust situation it's like if he was just sort of a private in the army and was told to go be a guard at, at the camp i don't know that's a tougher tougher judgment to make than if he was like you know directly involved yeah if he's yeah. like colonel evilmonger yeah yeah he, uh or i mean like even if you're, you're you're a private you know but it's like you're actually pushing the buttons right yeah you know or you're pulling the triggers or whatever it yeah, is that you're doing you know definitely but yeah that's i mean i i feel like he's got to stand trial and it might i mean he's claiming that he's not that guy so yeah so there has to be you know you got to get to the down to the bottom of it but i mean if it say he is the guy say it's true i say he's gotta he's gotta do the time yeah, it's that really It doesn't tough. matter that he's 89. And in a wheelchair, supposedly. Yeah, too bad. Too bad. Yeah, I mean, I the mean, thing is, yeah, like, if you know? think about it now, right, like, if your family was, like, kidnapped, tortured, and more, or tortured and murdered, you know, you would have no repentance for the person who did that now or in 20 years or in 30 years or ever, right? right. It's like that person, you know, in your mind anyway, you'd be like, that person suffers. Right. I don't care when, I don't care how. And it's like, that person's 89, they live this long, but I found them, you know? I finally mm -hmm. found them, and I'm going to kill them now, or whatever it is. And it seems like it's just a very strange situation because, yep, you have, on the one hand, it's like, the guy's 89. Leave him alone, you know? But yeah. at the same point, it's like, leave him alone. This is what he fought for. He got what he wanted. You know, we can't let him have what he wants. Right, yeah, yeah. So. Try him. <laughs> Try him. Let's see what happens. But then supposedly there were some pictures of him. Uh, I don't know if you saw them on the internet. Naked? And, no. <laughs> <laughs> there he is with Miss California. Oh. Well, you know, that's that's kind of where things go, right? When you actually talk about people on the You heard about them on the internet, right? It's like, well, yeah, they probably were either naked or high. Right? Yeah, yeah. Or like with somebody or not wearing any clothes. Yeah. or Drunk outside of a bar <laughs> fighting with a photographer. Not wearing underwear for some yeah, reason. Yeah. <laughs> I thought today was no underwear day. What's, what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> no, but apparently this guy, he was just like, they have a picture of him like walking like and like getting into his car and driving away. Oh. <laughs> no, it, was a, it was a bullshit wheelchair ploy. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. So that's kind of funny. Hmm. But yeah, this, this California thing is kind of interesting also. I mean, I don't know what. Is it really? I feel like it's just overblown bull. I feel like it's it's the media doing its selling of media. I think I think what Miss California says has absolutely no bearing on anything whatsoever. Well that goes without saying. <laughs> and so and so it really should not be a story. Okay. I, well I mean now and now we can talk about that if you'd like. But uh, but I do not I I am I am uh, uh, I think that it's it's both sides on the media her and, and those against her taking advantage of the situation to just sell themselves in a way. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like, the whole thing is, okay, first of all, beauty pageants are ridiculous, and I've never watched one. I don't even know how I would. Are they on television anymore? I don't know. I, I don't know, yeah. It's kind of like one of those things where they do it, and then they're only hoping, like, nobody watches it, and they're just kind of hoping for something bad to happen. And then, you know, it's like a car, it's like a NASCAR race or something like that, you know, it's like, oh, Miss California won the USA, it's like, oh, great, I live in California, that's cool, I'm representing, you know, that's cool, but, like, I don't really care. Yeah. Or do you remember, uh, I think it was like a year ago that the woman, I forget what state she was from, like Iowa or something like that, where they asked her what they thought like the state of education was and how they would fix it. Oh, and she oh. couldn't formulate like an answer? She could not <laughs> like, speak a sentence? Not even an, an English sentence yeah. of any sort of construction with a predicate and a, you know, like, <laughs> noun, verb, like, adjectives, like... She threw in the word a rock somehow in there, you know? <laughs> and, you know, nobody probably watched that whole thing. Like, I don't even know if it was on television, but everybody saw that, you know? And I think they were like, what would you do to solve, like, oh, I think it was something like um, some ridiculous percentage, percentage of, like, young children cannot find this state on the map or they can't find certain states on the map. And what would you do or how do you think about that, you know? And she's like... Well, I think something or the other, and the state of Iraq, and the you know the war, <laughs> and then like education, and I'm all about it, and and then I think like the contest, the the guy who was hosting the the thing, he's like, he had just no words. <laughs> he's just like, oh, oh, hmm. oh, God, what do I? Yeah, well, good job, thank you for that, and <laughs> but yeah, that was all over the internet, like everyone's yeah, just talking yeah. about it, and then. But you know, no, I don't. I can't name a single thing that happened during that the entire contest. Who won it that year, or anything like that, right? And it seems like no. I don't think. Yeah, I think beauty pageants are more or less going the way of the dodo. But you know what's taking their place is the uh, the reality talent shows. Yeah. American Idol, American Talent, whatever they are. You you've got talent and stuff. <laughs> you've got talent and you don't. <laughs> and the thing is, the people on those shows, like the American Idol, they always sing. But right. I think, like, I mean, you've got talent. They always do some weird thing. They, mm -hmm. like, it'll be, like, juggling, like, uh, bandsaws. Or, or not bandsaws, yeah, yeah. but, like, chainsaws. Or, like, I think I saw a clip. And I always see them on the internet. I don't actually watch the shows ever. But it's, like, there was a woman who was able to pull a crossbow and, like, fire at a target for a, a bow and arrow with her feet. Okay, yeah. While she was standing on her hands. Yeah. It was amazing. But... I don't know. Okay, you've got talent, I guess. You know, like that's not what it's not going to pay you anything. Like, well, that's really good if if you're in a trench, and you have to shoot an arrow at somebody who's advancing towards your trench, but you don't want to stick your head up because you might get shot. But you're not going to see it because your head's going to be in the bottom of the trench. That's why you have the periscope. <laughs> the periscope. I always forget about that. Yeah, you always Damn have it. to have a periscope, an upside down one that helps you see. Yeah, I, you know, I always, I swear. And it rides up your butt. It's a butt periscope. That's the only way to see where you're shooting with your legs. That sounds complicated. It sounds fun to me. <laughs> <laughs> sounds complicated and uncomfortable. Boop. <laughs> Woo! No truth found in that segment. <laughs> All right, new segment, new segment. What do we got? Okay, uh, let's see. Okay, I've got I've got an actual kind of a poser, and what I'm going to do not is not like I'm, a p o s e r. No, no, not a poser. A poser, as in like here's a here's a question to to think about a bit. Um, 
uh, what I'm going to do, this is a true situation. I'm going to remove names, and I'm even going to remove the names of any specifics, like the name of a religion or of a country or, or whatever. It's getting intrigued now. Because what I'm interested in is, uh, is your opinion, uh, the objective opinion of, of who's in the right, who's in the wrong. All right. Um, so here's the situation. <clears throat> Two people are in love and they want to get married. They're a man and a woman. Don't do it. No. <laughs> Run! Uh, man and a woman are gonna get married. They're from they're from different religions. Okay. Uh, the man's from religion A. The woman's from religion B. Um, the father of the girl says that he doesn't even he won't approve of the wedding. Uh, unless he is of religion B as well. Right. He doesn't even want to meet him unless he is of religion B. Mm -hmm. But he's approving if, if the guy converts. Okay. All right. And, uh, and <clears throat> so the husband or the, the groom-to-be uh, is, is going to convert to the, uh, to the religion B. Mm-hmm. In order to to marry the the girl, yeah, and the girl I, I think doesn't say anything about it. What's your take on that situation? A tough one. No, I think actually you know it's kind of it's kind of an easy one actually. Um, it's tough because I think the decisions you have to make are like you know they're lasting, life lasting because mm -hmm. you know. It's unfortunate that when you marry somebody, you don't marry them only, you marry their family, and you marry all these other sort of like extenuating circumstances in their life. Like if they have drama in their family, you're marrying into that. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, can you even use that as an excuse? Like, I don't want to marry you because like, look, your whole family is something or the other that I don't care for. But it's like, you know, you're marrying this person, I love you so much, you know, but it's like, oh, your family's... They're, they're being mean to me, you know, of all people, you know, and like, maybe you can move across the country and never talk to them. Who cares, right? But this guy, I think, like, if you convert, you have to ask yourself whether you're actually converting or whether you're just kind of like going through the motions. Right. And then right. what your principles are. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're like, no, well, I mean, I'm, a lot of things, and it, I feel like a lot of people I know these days are, they might be religion B, but I think they're more culturally religion B. You know, mm -hmm. or like, oh, I grew up this way. Sure, call me Catholic. Sure, call me Jew or yeah. Jewish, or call me, um, you know, whatever Buddhist or something like that. You know, yeah. but I could, I could walk away from that because that that was my parents. You know, or like, yeah, I totally identify with it, and maybe I even like, I even say something every once in a while, like a chant or something like that. But I, you know, it's like, if I never had to do that again, it wouldn't be the end of the world because I'm not like strongly tied to it. Uh -huh. I think the people who are strongly tied to it would never convert because it's like, well, then why, how could I do that? Unless, of course, you're just doing it because, eh, I'll just say it. I mean, what does the guy know, right? I mean, like, what, what's the worst that could happen? I'm going to convert to be a uh, Christian, and then I'll just go to church every Christmas and Easter with the family, and then I'll just never worry about it. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, is your wife going to tell on you? Oh, you know, Dad, like, he went to synagogue. I'm like, of course she's not going to because she can't obviously believe the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. If she did, then it wouldn't be about her, her dad. It would be about her, right? So she obviously can't care at all. Mm. 
Is that is that, is that a reasonable assumption right there? I, I don't know. See, I I guess I uh, I mean I, I agree with you on the on the sort of like you know a lot of people are just sort of culturally this one and uh, this way and and I think a lot of you know maybe people who would convert in this situation are more or less going through the motions to avoid conflict or whatever. But I think my gut, my first reaction, my gut reaction is, is to bring on the conflict and say, like, if I were in the, if I were in the groom's position, I would tell the dad to fuck off. And, and I would, you know, say to the daughter, you know, you, you can, you know, stand up to this or, or whatever. But I, you know, my, my reaction is much more, you know, visceral basically and irrespective of what the religions are. Um, uh, if you're not willing to, to meet somebody based on that, that's a, that's a pretty rough prejudice. And I don't know. I mean, I mean, that daughter's got a, I, she I feel probably like, knows that going in, like before right. she even finds somebody, you know, she must know that her dad feels like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, if you're going to go out with somebody anyway, you would hope that that would come up. You know, yeah. hey, by the way, my dad, not really into Jews, Jewish people. Or, hey, he's really not into Buddhists. Like, or, I guess it's more like... <laughs> There's a huge anti-Buddhist group out there. I'm That's just like the to... most benign religion. <laughs> I hate them because they don't care. <laughs> Have an opinion, will you please? <laughs> will you outlaw something? Like, not be into something? Come on. You're like, well, that's cool. That's cool. Well, what are you into? Come on, you, let's go. Would you fucking violently protest for once? I'm tired of this peaceful it's protest. So pa- it's so passive. I'm over it. I'm over it. God. But yeah, I mean, she must know that, like, oh, yeah, by the way, my dad is, like, like, he... You know, we're, we are strongly Catholic, or we're strongly Lutheran, for that matter. You know, mm. like some small slice of Christianity. Not small, but a slice of Christianity. Right, right. There are many slices. Many slices, all of equal importance <laughs> and, and validity. This is why I used religion A and B to avoid these awkward situations. But, I mean, if you can't, like, even grasp that your dad would react like this, you know, and then you would go on and, like, have this relationship with somebody... Oh, well, see, here's the thing. I think, I think you know, she, of course she would have known beforehand. Yeah. But I just think that I feel like, first, the dad's in the wrong. Well, yeah. Second, the dude's in the, he's not in the wrong, he's in the, he's in the diplomatic shoes, but he's sort of in the pussy ass shoes, you know, and it's like, dude, that's I don't know. For me, that's that's kind of weak. I mean, I am not a religious person, so for me, it's not a it's not a big deal. But I still wouldn't convert well, what to if, a religion. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I I wouldn't do it because because to me it would be it would be sort of like you know yeah, I'm kind of lying, you know. No, you're totally lying. And but the thing is, like, how can anybody believe? I mean, first of all, the, the idea of conversion. Oh no! I buy convert. People do. I think people do have a genuine. But the thing is, it doesn't it. happen like over. It's not like oh, I converted. No, no, you know? it's, it's like oh, yeah. I'm just kind of leaning towards it now. I'm kind of like seeing the merits in it, and I'm like tending towards it. Right, right. You know, and that's, you know, it's even like when I when I became like and I put it in quotes vegetarian. Uh-huh. You know, I never really like. I don't even like to call myself vegetarian now because that kind of puts me in a hole. You mm-hmm. know, it's like this is what you are. 
And when I was kind of starting it, like 11, 12 years ago now, people were like, oh, why don't you get this? Like, ah, I don't really, oh, because you're vegetarian? I'm like, no, I'm not vegetarian. I just, and my, pe- my sister makes fun of me all the time. It's like, but I don't eat meat. Or I don't eat, ve- eat, my, eat meat very much. Uh-huh. Because I just like I just don't feel like it. I don't I, like I'm kind of leaning away from it. You know I'm gonna see if I can do it. And like you know after a while, after a couple of years, it becomes a lifestyle. It's like oh yeah, I guess I am vegetarian. But at the same time, I'm not gonna like die if I eat it. You know and like there are no hard and fast lines here. Mm-hmm. You know it's like if I ate it, not the end of the world. I did my best. You know and like that's it. And the same thing with the religion, right? It's like you don't one day become a Buddhist. You know, you don't like one day be like, you know, today I feel like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's bound to get offensive, people. Brace yourself. <laughs> today I feel like, you know, I don't care about anything. <laughs> and I'm totally cool with everybody. Oh, that wasn't that bad. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we overblew that one. Today I feel like being totally zen, man. You know, like just whatever. Like the, it's a wheel, you know, and everything's cool. Or, this we could create a. I, I think that's the most incorrect Buddhist stereotype. But it we could create it. We could propagate this. We I'm just like, propagating the stereotype. Buddhists guys. are actually stoned surfers. You know They're what? Just, they are. Oh man. Or are stone surfers Buddhists? That's, well, they they sure call themselves Buddhists. Yeah, and I think I don't think they've ever read a Buddhist text. That's the problem. I think I spend that's... way too much time in San Diego because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I know what Buddhism is all about, and I don't know anything about it. But, <laughs> but anyway, that's what you see from like you know the movies and like uh, TV I mean, and I'm all that I'm into stuff. waves, man. I'm into you know. Dude, it's all about waves and cycles, and like, dude, it's just like. I'm into Buddhism. Like, we're, you know, like, people, and we're all kind of connected. Buddhism, yeah. Bra, bra. Sweet, bro. Oh. oh, Buddhism. But, yeah, dude, I'm totally into that. <laughs> and, like, uh, how can you make me, like, think something else, bro? I don't know where we're going. Anyway, back to something. Back to the back to the marriage issue here. and the uh, Yeah, so, like, um, I don't, like, obviously the dad is, like, wrong you know but the question is do you want to sacrifice this whole relationship with your like you know girlfriend fiance wife whatever right it's like because the thing is yeah you now you don't get along with your Mm father-in-law and your life is ruined you know not ruined but like your kids well I mean if you have kids and you want to go and visit your grandparents how are you gonna treat your how is he gonna treat you and how are they gonna treat him yeah. You know, and like this whole relationship is just, well, mom or daddy and, and grandpa don't like talk. I guess here's the thing. I I would much rather, and this might just be me, I would much rather have the fight every time than... What? Than, yes, I would much rather have the fight every time than have like a passive aggressive relationship. No, but it doesn't have to be passive aggressive at all, right? I think it's it just, is. No, it's like... Obviously, it's okay. It's passive aggressive on well, it's aggressive on his side because he said this is what it has to be, right? And it's passive on your side because you say, okay, it's passive aggressive if you say, okay, but then you like, I don't know, slip like some other like literature under his bed at night or something like that. Well, you know? no, but or, all right, like, all right, say, I mean, the guy, the guy is of religion, a yeah, right, yeah. I, you don't think he would have harbor some uh no because you converted right it's like and you know maybe if he does harbor some like angst or like uh resentment then i guess that's unfair 
you know, but he said that if you convert it, then it's okay. You know, and if, if he's not holding to his agreement, then you're gonna have another issue as well. Hmm. But it's like, look, you know, I was a Christian and now I converted to Judaism. You know, I did what you want. I read the Torah. I go to synagogue. You know, I <laughs> do all those other things. Uh, your your knowledge of Judaism is just astounding. I played dreidel. You know, I got the I got the hair thing, the kind of like the sideburn thing. Oh, now we're getting bad. Look <laughs> at the black hat. You know, it's like you know that's what they all do, right? I, I like bagels now. Come on, I'm all about. <laughs> Ooh, man. No, but like you know, I have like now read up on Judaism. You know, I respect the religion. I follow it. I'm teaching it to my children. I respect it. What's your problem? You know, and if that 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 can't be gotten over, then he didn't actually hold to his part of the agreement. He didn't say, "Yeah, you can convert and it's cool." Because it's no, it's not cool, right? But if you say, "I convert, I convert," and then you treat me well, and then you do treat me well, then there's no point in you know. And how often are you going to see your father? Hopefully, not very often. <laughs> <laughs> and not like you don't want to see him, but like you know, maybe once a week is the a lot. The guy sounds like a dick, so I don't want to see him much That's at all. That's what I'm saying, That's right? Like, it's like, <laughs> so if you have this fundamental disagreement anyway, then you might as well like move away somewhere or like just not be that close. You know, yeah. like maybe they live in Oregon and you live in like San Francisco yeah. or something like what that. What if they live in the same city? Then you know, then you have some, then you have some. Some thinking to do, right? Because I think I mean I I guess my my point is I would rather just get it out there, you know, and put it, lay it out on the table and and say and tell the guy you you are unfair and your opinion and and make the argument with him. But I know? mean, do you what do you what are the outcomes of that? What are the hopeful outcomes that could be good? I think the best outcome is you uh, you make him see that that you're a valuable human being, irrespective of your religion. That's not going to happen, though, right? I don't know, it might. When was the last time you could change anybody's mind about religion? I don't know. I mean, it's just, like, not possible, especially when you're that old, you know? Like, when you've had... I don't know. I don't know how old the guy is. He well, might only a, be, like... He must be at least 60. 60. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you've lived 40 years on this earth, and you've had such strong opinions about religion, some guy that you don't know is going to change your mind about it. It's not going to happen. I don't know. I think... I, think, I don't want to sell people short. I feel like if you cannot change your mind... Then, then that's a that's a deep failure of of your potential as a human being. No matter how old you are, I know it's hard. No, I, I totally know it's agree definitely hard. But I think I think if you to to really just come close to reaching your potential as a human being, you have to be open minded and you have to be have the ability to still change your mind up to the day you die. No, and I completely agree with you. But I don't think that's ninety nine point nine nine percent of people's like way of life you know? that's it's true like, that's true and the, the chances that you meet this guy and are able to, you personally are able to change his mind when i'm sure especially if you've had if he has such strong opinions about things and religion especially mm -hmm. do you think of all the people he's met in his life that you're the person he's gonna who's gonna listen to well if you're the person who's gonna marry his daughter maybe you know i mean like you got you're you're at a it's not like you're just a guy off the street that's true, but I mean, at the same time, you know, it's like he might even have more animosity towards you because you're like corrupting his daughter. That's true. You know, it's and you can remind him of that if you really want to. Guess what we did last night? <laughs> five times. <laughs> yeah, I beat her at speed five times with cards. Yes, that's what I did. Thanks. Oh, I thought you were talking about like really dirty sex. 
anyway, I think maybe we should call it at that. Um, this has been uh, another episode of the Irregular Search for Truth. Thanks for listening to us. Any final words? Yeah. Oh, and by the way, we're on iTunes. I just wanted to bring that up. So if you wanted to search for us, we're there. Believe it or not, we're like, this is real. This is happening. All right. We're moving up in the world. And you can add, like, you can make, like, a little subscription. You just go there, and then you add it and subscribe, and it'll download every week or every other week whenever we update. It'll come into your iPod or your iTunes, and you can listen. It'll be awesome. Sweet. And then you could like, you know, send us an email and tell us, like, how wrong I am. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good one. All right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>